Hi, and welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I'm Charles Lewis, show internet marketing specialist. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number 279. Uh, that's three digits, 279. Our previous podcast was podcast number 278. And that's not very surprising, is it? And as always, we had a tip from our previous podcast, and that tip was create content that is relevant and has emotional triggers to attract followers. Yeah, when you creating content, whether you're creating video content or, or visual content or text content or whatever type of content you're creating, and we'll talk video content a little later, make sure that you're using emotional triggers and things like that that will make the people who are reading and absorbing that content actually take an action, yeah. right? Those emotional triggers could be pain points that reference your product or service or whatever it is. But when you use those triggers that trigger that type of emotion, whether it's a fear of missing out or it's a joy or happiness or love or whatever it is about your product then those people tend to engage more they tend to convert yep use emotional triggers when creating content emotional triggers hey remember we are broadcasting live from houston and we are dry fortunately yeah. everybody on our team uh nobody just a little bit of water off of our ducks back i don't even yeah, it sounds weird ducks. when i say that yeah i did see f- some funny picture of like a duck on a goose's back <laughs> Like that was just weird. Like yeah. so, the goose is swimming and the ducks the on duck it. Duck is like yeah, water off is my that back. Like duck, water, duck goose. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, please remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top, top position, position snatchers. snatchers. Where our mantra is: Don't be a douche. Do not be a douche. It is not a good look. Um, Charles already gave you the little teaser. We are going to be talking about video and making great content and video. Yeah, yeah. Seven tips for launching a video marketing strategy. Man, found this on Marketing Land. Punch in the face to Michael Litt. Uh, a great article. We'll dive in a little later. Excellent. Uh, if you're in a position to, we ask that you tweet. And yeah, tweet us. What should they tweet? Tweet us up at hashtag SEO podcast. Be sure to tag us in it. At eWebStyle, at Best SEO Podcast. Uh, this is number 279. And that way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking stuff. Excellent. Hey, if this is the first time you've listened to our podcast or watched it, hopefully, yeah. you can watch it. Uh, howdy. Welcome. Yeah. Appreciate Welcome. having you. Glad you're here. If you've listened to our podcast before, then you know we run a little game or a little a little contest mm-hmm. and you'll notice that I have a tear tattoo yeah, on my in, cheek. not an outline it's, not an yeah. app it, it is filled in it's, that means that we did not get a review uh, and so we're going to have to change our game a little bit uh, the game is we talk about where you can leave us reviews uh, unless we get 10 followers or likes or, Facebook, or whatever Twitter or Instagram right our two Twitter accounts are 2NG plus don't mm-hmm. forget that and uh, this time we got uh, 18 is it 18 yeah. Uh, new followers on our Best SEO Podcast Twitter account, uh, but we didn't get any reviews. No reviews. So it doesn't seem right that we not promote the reviews when we get followers and vice versa. So the new rule, not this time, next time, we've got to get both one, at least, at one, least review one review and 10 followers. And 10 followers, and then we'll skip that section. Um, but if you are interested, you could haunt us or stalk us or harass Definitely. us. That's different than leaving a review, although you could turn it into a review, you know, that's if you so chose. The way to contact us that way, Facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. Instagram.com slash eWebStyle. All right, so hey, if you're a PHP genius, a WordPress guru, then we probably want to work with yeah. you. Call, uh, call and leave an audio resume, 713 510 
1-800-227-7846. If you want a free website analysis, you can go to our website, e-webstyle.com. You know, it turns out even if you type in ewebresults.com, mm -hmm. you can actually get there. I don't know why that is, but um, it just is what it is. Check out our Facebook page. You might figure that out. Uh, you will find a link to our free website analysis. And um, boom. By the way, this tattoo is frustrating enough. The fact that we don't have any algo cat is uh, even more yeah. frustrating. -er. More, yes, I like that. <laughs> I, more frustrating. -er -er. Yeah. <laughs> Ingling. What is it? L-I-N-G. Um, all right. So uh, I do have a little piece of news, a couple pieces of news. Okay. I thought this was pretty interesting. You know, Google I.O., their big developer conference is going right now. Uh, one of the things that came out of that was maps. And maps are pretty interesting. You can use them offline. So some of their focuses is how do you give uh, give the usability of some of the Google products to uh, more remote areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, so say you live wherever. As an example, when I go visit Panama, my wife is from Panama, um, I actually download the maps. One of the changes that they made is when you download the maps, not only does it include the map, it is now going to include the places In like the restaurants and whatever. So mm. you'll still be able to do searches on that map, which is pretty, pretty good. damn cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing I've got is Facebook is now going to allow animated GIFs. Yep. Yeah, I know you About saw time. that. Yeah, it was necessary. Yeah, I think uh, so. Originally, they were dead set against it because it would make your Facebook profile, your wall, you know, all busy, busy and yeah. look like MySpace. And you know, Charles and I agree. Like, what? yeah, it's, it's an animated GIF is nothing more than an auto playing video. Yeah, and so as soon as you thumb through it, right? Because everybody's thumbing through, uh, you know, on their devices. When that full screen loads of that video or GIF in this yep. case, it's going to autoplay. And so, yeah, they should have been done it. I yep. don't understand. Long time ago. By the way, I saw a really cool ad. I don't remember what site it was, but it was the ad was playing, right? So the commercial's playing. When you put your mouse over it, the audio started. Mm. Pull your mouse off, the audio the was stopped. Away. That was cool. Yeah. That's some good. There are some people out there thinking. That's what I'm thinking, which makes me one of those. People, <laughs> ironically and disappointingly. All right, mm -hmm. uh, did you know? <laughs> did you know that? Well, uh, understandably, yeah, right? uh, like it is what it is. Right? Did you know that you can crash if you got a friend with an iPhone? Oh, this is. Ooh, you gotta. See. So you know how you could end up in that debate with your friend who has the iPhone and you've got the Android. You know, oh, oh, Android yeah. is better. Yeah, well, iPhone is better. Set you down real quick. So you can tweet a very specific, happens to be Arabic message. I'm not saying jihad or anything. But you send an Arabic collection of characters to an iPhone, it crashes. Right. right. As soon as they open it, the message to view it. It crashes the phone. The phone reboots. If they go to that message again, it crashes again. It crashes again. Um, so that could end the debate <laughs> very yeah, quickly. Send that, so, send that to my phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's have a little competition. Let's see who can, who can crash click on this phone tweet faster. Um, and then finally, Project R A R A. I think I've got that right. Is Google's little bit by bit phone mm -hmm. where you can add a Wi-Fi chip or you can add a CDMA chip or a camera. Uh, at Google I.O. actually took its first picture. So that, that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then I've got a couple of patifs. Uh, first one is to Thomas Simo. I had a great conversation with both of these guys, actually. 
Thomas is with Central Coast Cosmetic Acupuncture. Punch in the face to him. Cosmetic acupuncture is yes, what you heard. Yes, it is a thing. And yes, it did start and currently exists in California. It's one of those things when, when we're talking to people, we really like to have a good understanding of their business and kind of give our input r- related to the business. I actually had a great call with uh, one of our clients, Silk Indian Hair, uh, who's, who's up out of, uh, out of North Carolina, mm-hmm. just talking about, okay, here's what you need to do next. Those are things we don't have control over. Those yeah. are things that we can't really help you with, but you need, but to, you do need these. to do these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just under, have a fundamental understanding of how internet marketing works in association with your traditional marketing yeah. and gr- and grassroots level type marketing and things like that. And unfortunately, a lot of situations, if you want to be successful online, then some of these other traditional things depending on the amount of competition you have you need to have in place necessary yeah you just have to have them in place you need to have these connections those networks and those people out doing things in order for you to be successful online and so yeah we find ourselves giving out that kind of data pretty frequently yep regularly so Thomasimo punch in the face face with Central Coast Cosmetics so I brought that up because I was saying so I'm not sure about California but I can promise you in Houston no one is yet looking for cosmetic acupuncture yeah Uh, and he's like yeah it's kind of a new thing here so we ended up sending him more down the traditional marketing path yeah because you have to build up an understanding of it first like almost no one is searching for cosmetic acupuncture and I pointed out to him hey we could do well for acupuncture and we could do well for you know cosmetic which is facelift mm-hmm. or botox or whatever but you still have a big gap to bridge which is they came here looking for acupuncture they're probably looking for traditional pain relief acupuncture stress relief acupuncture so they're not looking for cosmetic, cosmetic acupuncture, acupuncture. Yeah. and the same thing with facelift like it's a new thing um, but a good remarketing campaign could actually really help and well he's going to have to determine you know what what cosmetic features does this acupuncture fix yeah right if it helps with i don't know weight loss then he's gonna have to market it as a weight loss product yeah right and then when people search weight loss and they're looking for pills or diet plans or whatever they'll see acupuncture and be like that's when the education kicks in yeah oh i can actually lose and that's where it's i'm not a huge fan of inbound what's called inbound marketing where you just get them on a mail list i like to have them on a mailing list but I typically don't want to push them for that. In this case, I'd really push them for that because they're probably not going to convert on one call. That's because yeah, they don't. Because there's the education gap. They have to learn first. That's why I'm not a big fan of the in quote unquote inbound marketing. Because if you've got the opportunity to close the deal, close it. Don't yeah. waste your time getting them on a mailing list. Mailing list or, or and the inbound encompasses, of course, more than the mailing list. But but I get what you're saying. Right. In yeah. regards to passing up the opportunity to close the deal for the sake of getting them to contact you marketing structure that you've been sold so anyway i i I kind of sent him down that path and then the other guy was jacob tanner uh he's with click play films he's out of new yeah out of new york city he does video production he really focuses on corporate video production so corporate video training or talking head videos where the ceo Mm. might want to get a message to all of all of the the company or or whatever so punch in the face both to thomas simo and jacob tanner um, great conversations. I'll be following up with both of you guys. Awesome. And um, I got some news got? as well. Yeah. I got some news in the patif as well. So uh, let's, let's talk Google news, right? And starting from the top. Um, so Matt Cutts is finally being replaced. Oh wow! They yeah, replaced he's him. Been, uh, he took a leave of absence in July of 2014. Wow! And then he, when October came, he extended it. Like, yeah, I ain't ready to come back yet. I need some more time. 
And so now that's indefinitely. Uh, and so he isn't termed. Like he's still with Google. He's just not the head of uh, spam reporting anymore or, or fighting spam. Now, ironically, Google declined to name the next person. They said we ain't gonna give assign a name or personality to it, and I understand why because this person that's kind of why Matt dipped out because of all the attention, all the attention and yeah. all the you know being the face of that, and so they don't want to just put somebody else to be bombarded with emails and calls and tweets and everything else, and so so I get it. I'm just glad that they are. <laughs> they need like a mascot. Like a like a Google, like a Google uh, anti spam mascot, right? Like so, uh, yeah, the Android figure with like a nin- shield ninja in the- or <laughs> stealth, something like that. Make it invisible. Like, that's just so you just running into a spam wall, and just bam! Like, this is not just, working. That's just great. So, so, so yeah, he's been replaced. So that's I think that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, so dig this. Remember last week we reported um, Google's quarterly earnings, right? Uh, it was a whole bunch of money, <laughs> but dig this, it was in the billions. So to break that down even further, twelve billion of those dollars came from mobile search revenue. Mobile search revenue, meaning people clicking on paid ads from a mobile device. $12 billion in mobile search revenue. That's the key indicator here. Well, and let me add this as well. 75% of that $12 billion came from people using iOS, people on iPhones and tablets and iPads. And so I think the takeaway here is that uh, mobile search works. <laughs> mobile paid search is extremely effective because obviously people are clicking on it. And if you have to make a decision on which devices you're going to target first, I'd probably target Apple only because apparently three out of four of those people actually click paid ads. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so we were talking Google Photos earlier. Here's some more news um, in regards to Google Plus breaking up some and separating their divisions. Google Photos is now totally separate, um, um, total separate application from your Plus profile. Cool thing about Google Photos, they're giving everybody unlimited space. So you can upload as many photos and videos as you want for free and have access to them and share them and do everything else. And it, it kind of makes sense for Google to do that. Yep. Everybody's tied to their photos. Everybody wants to show people their latest That's photos That's the only thing that videos. matters, right? Like for, for, for social. Like exactly. Think about it. Take, even video. Take photos off of Facebook. Yeah, and then you lose what do you have? Nothing. Nothing ads. like ads and some lame check-ins. So I'm gonna tell you what, how it really helped me, right? So I'm videoing my daughter's basketball games on the phone, right? Right. Filter my phone. Right. <laughs> I ran out of storage space. So Couldn't not, record anymore. You can't delete them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't, like, delete, I can't them. delete them. I just got to start recording for today. Until now, now I am just gonna push those up on Google Photos, and now they're sore. They're online. I can get them later. Clear what's on my phone and start recording again. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so staying on the topic of Google and our news, um, everybody has Google Wallet. I have Google Wallet. Yeah. Never used it because it. Couldn't. I tried it once. I didn't try because I bank with Chase and I wouldn't think they oh, have an agreement with Chase right now. <laughs> but Google is rolling out Android Pay and they're really pushing that over Google Wallet as a direct competitor to Apple Wallet. Cool thing about Android Pay is they Apple already Pay, I think yeah with, with Apple yeah. Pay. Uh, uh, Android Pay has already got those agreements set up. Chase Bank, yep. Bank of America, Amex, Visa, like all of that stuff is there. And so um, uh, I'm interested to kind of try it. Yeah. You absolutely. know, if, if I can do that, then great. And uh, my last bit of news is um, um, about uh, Webster's Dictionary. 
So they released a new update. And so they added a whole bunch of internet slang to the new Webster's Dictionary. Emoji, photobomb, uh, meme, click fraud, clickbait, or I like this one, NSFF, NSFW, right? Not safe for work. And, and WTF, all were added to Webster's Dictionary. And so I think it just, it really goes to... The evolution of language. Yeah. The evolution of the internet, of language, of communication. Um, and and it, 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 those are real words. I, I read an article about um, Scrabble actually adding, I don't know if it was 1,000 or 10,000 10, words, words. Mm-hmm. to the acceptable Scrabble use. Because apparently there are people that addicted to Scrabble. <laughs> exactly. Um, as a note, that's not me. <laughs> if you did not guess, but yeah. So, and some of them are the same, right? Like an emoji. What is an emoticon? Those exactly kind of those so. sort of deals. So, I'm interested to see how long the rest of the internet is going to catch up. Like when I get ready to type "photo bomb" on my next Word doc, is it going to be underlined red? Oh yeah, probably so. Yeah. Right until Microsoft somehow updates their dictionary that's that's referencing that's Microsoft gotta be Word. Downloaded. Now, doing it in, a, in, a, in a, um, an email, so we use Google Apps here, so in an email, that could be updated pretty automatically quickly. pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Although, it's, I think it's probably tied to Chrome. I think those things are tied to Chrome because it happens in any text box you ever go in. It does. So it's whether not it's email, whether it's yeah. um, uh, whatever page you're on. Yeah. It's so it's still required download, but, you know. And so, and then my uh, my last patif. This patif goes to uh, Dustin De Torres. Um, he hit us up on Twitter. Um, he's at Dustin D E Torres. He says, uh, "Thanks for the awesome, thanks for the awesome SEO info." Yeah, thanks for the awesome SEO info at eWebStyle hashtag SEO podcast. Punching the face to you, Dustin. Appreciate you tuning in. Awesome. All right, and that was potatoes. That is the potatoes of our podcast. Uh, so for you new listeners and watchers. Uh, the potatoes was kind of the less meaty part, as is usual, and now we're about yeah. to get into the meat. Definitely. So again, punch in the face to Michael Litt. Uh, found this, I posted this article uh, last week on, on Marketing Land, seven tips for launching a video marketing strategy. And, um, and re- one of the reasons this article stood out the most to me is because we have a couple clients right now who are, who are moving down a direction of video and getting things done. And matter of fact, the client Chris was referring to earlier, our, our uh, Silk Indian hair guy uh well we're about to start some video yep. and so um hopefully these guys are tuning in because uh some of this is specifically for you guys <laughs> <laughs> and so with that uh let's dive in uh, the first one he says um is dedicate resources and he's absolutely right he goes on to say you don't need a formal studio and top of the line equipment quality is important but so is authenticity Shoot in the office instead of a studio, and you can get a great HD quality camera for a few hundred bucks. Yep. And he's right. At the end of the day, there's no need to go spend you know tens of thousands of dollars to create you know a three-minute video or a series of videos that you can use only online to promote a series of products or services. Don't need to do that. Uh, cell phones take great video and yep. great images, and if you have a steady hand or a tripod or something enough. You can probably get a good shot. But what he is saying is that um, that authenticity is important. And I share that with clients all the time. If you're going to do these videos, make sure it doesn't look fake. Make sure that the people who, who are watching it can actually identify with it. That it doesn't look like you don't need their business because you have this huge production for your video that's on your website. And so, so dedicate those resources. Now, I added this. I think 
the problem a lot of business owners have, or the, the ones I talk to, is they don't understand the value of the video and why it's necessary to dedicate those resources. And so I, I think you have to keep in mind that this video has multiple purposes. Yes, it's gonna quickly explain this product or the service for people who visit the website, but um, this thing can be used for social sharing. Um, you may wanna put it in some paid campaign on YouTube. Uh, we can strip it down, take the testimonial section out of that video and use that for a whole nother testimonial type campaign. Um, and so consider that the, vi the video will have multiple purposes, multiple uses um, and be used in all kind of ways and so the resources that you dedicate to it are definitely worth it. So as an example, one of our partners, Nolan Davis with Viz yeah, Inc. Yeah, punch in the face to Nolan. in the face to Nolan. We're about to wrap up his podcast. We do Lunch and Learns together mm -hmm. and his part of the Lunch and Learn is 22 specific ways to use video, video. and marketing, exactly. right? Exactly. And he comes out with a list. One of them that's really cool is actually a video card. Yeah. So it's a business card that has speakers and a screen and it's video and uh, his description of what you do with it is actually yeah, pretty like, don't need <laughs> Look, if I'm going to, because they're like a hundred bucks a pop. He's yeah. like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to let this card Why don't we just call right now? And I can still keep the card because the card's like a hundred bucks. So um, there are at least twenty-two ways to use those videos. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing, I don't know if he gets into this, um, the kind of the contrast that we're given Silk Indian, which is about how they purchase and that they can get their hands on. Is that mm -hmm. covered later in this? Well, article? so no, but kind of. But, okay. but you're absolutely right, and we can talk about it now. Yeah. One of the purposes behind video, and, and, and when you're talking about a product that's tangible, that people yep. are used to buying out of a store, like our client sells hair, right? right? And so, you know, women, um, and feel free to tweet us if, if you agree or disagree, but women who, who buy hair, who right. buy extensions, right. um, you want to comb it, you want to run your fingers through it, you almost want to hold you it up, feel you want to yes. feel it. That you yeah. want to, you know, if it's a wig, y'all you, you will try it on yeah. first and see how that looks. And so, when buying hair online, you got a big obstacle to overcome. You don't have that opportunity. And so, video of, of stylists using the hair, combing it, talking about it, trying it on, curling fluffing it, it, fluffing it, all of that kind of stuff is what's going to drive that purchase. Yep. Video can do that, and that's just for hair. Maybe, uh, maybe you're um, um, an AC guy, and you need to show how-to videos on changing filters or repairing a free. What was the stat on how-to videos? It oh, was like it was uh, sixty percent of searches, or, or, or now it had gone up or something for how-to, and then and forty percent of near me. Right. Yeah. How-to and near me videos, evergreen wow. content, and we'll talk about that another time. Uh, so yeah, number one, dedicate resources. At the end of the day, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna if it's gonna require some time, some effort, and some finance, um, and those are resources. So dedicate them, put it to the side for that purpose. Number two, two. He says, uh, figure out what stories you want to tell. He says, uh, fun campaigns can bring pain points to life and humanize your brand. Product demo videos can quickly educate audiences and build trust in your offers. And he's exactly right. Uh, figure out what the story is you want to tell in this video. I mean, last podcast, we were talking about content and ideas for getting content. And I think the same applies here, right? We said before that if you're going to write a blog post and you're going to create this content, then it's a good idea to maybe poll your colleagues, poll your sales team, see what your uh, C-level people are talking about, ask some of your supporters, your fans, your clients, and get feedback from them on what type of content they would like to see. 
creating videos, you should take the same exact process. Get that feedback, figure out what stories you want to tell, and more importantly, what stories people need to hear. Yeah. Right? And take advantage of that. And then I would also consider the different types of videos you may be doing. You may want to do some videos that are kind of briefly about your company history, right? Or maybe you want videos that focus on a specific product or service, or maybe even testimonials or case study videos. So when you consider all of the different types of videos you can create, figure out the messaging in them, what it is you're trying to accomplish, who you're trying to communicate Tim to, and more importantly, the action you want them to take yep. after they watch the video. I think, I think the biggest point about that, number two, is stories. Yes. Right? We keep talking about stories, and I, I'll give you an example. Uh, Jacob Tanner with the Click Play Films, mm-hmm. he's got one of his prominent films on his homepage is his kind of bio film, right, okay. if you will. And it doesn't tell a story, it shows clips. Mm. And so the pitch of that story is to people who are experts in the industry because they'll be like, they'll look at it and think, oh, that's a good angle or he got good lighting in that shot or they're looking at the technical aspects. Yeah. But he's now trying to market to corporate uh, oh, so corporate tell the story. They don't care about that. Needs, or they don't understand it. That's kind of secondary, yeah, exactly. right? The first when I land on any video production page, frankly, I don't, and you can confirm or agree or uh, disagree, is my thought is they're they're at least decent at video, yeah. or they wouldn't even be in the business, exactly. right? And then the next thing is is okay. Well, do they have what I want? And that's one of the things I stress to them is having those right components. And then the next is when you're doing your display video or your demo reel, if you mm-hmm. will, make it a story. Yeah. And maybe you change genres and have, you know, bubbles. Remember how uh, um, pop-up videos, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, hey, we can do it in whiteboard animation. But and you bam. complete the story yeah. in one thing. So now you're getting all the technical details and the story is And the is story consistent. is highlighting your products and the type of videos and things that you can create. So tell stories and Definitely. know when you need to tell stories, and all, which is always. And then back <laughs> to the first point, when telling those stories, that's how you incorporate that emotional trigger, which was our tip. That's how you incorporate those pain points. So, you know, again, maybe maybe using, using our hair example, yeah. you know, the story he needs to tell in there is the fact that you can buy this hair online. Um, it's, it's, it's safe, it's secure, it's a top quality product, yep. and you can take it directly to your stylist who can put it in exactly the way you want. That's the story because yep. that's the target. That's the market. And so whatever your business is, maybe you're in, I don't know, an electrician and you need to tell a story about why changing out sockets at this time of year is the thing to do, right? Yep. Or whatever it is. Tell that story and, and highlight those pain points that you usually deal with on the phone. Yep. And so that way people will see it. They'll say, oh, yeah, I had that same problem. And then you've touched that pain. You've triggered that emotion yep. that, that usually leads to my a conversion. My house hasn't burned down yet. I should change I my should sockets. Change yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Three. Number three. Show people, not just products. Yeah, we talk about this all, <laughs> all the, time, the time. right? The time. Thank uh, you for your beautiful photos of your property or product. We need people using them. We need people using them. He goes on to say, involve customers by featuring their success stories or let your partners talk about the businesses and why they work with you. That is a great tip, um, uh, Mr. Litt. That is a great tip for how to encourage people and not only just random people, but real people who really use your service um, is to do that. And at the end of the day, Chris is right. We preach this all the time to our clients who send us images. Here's Chuck. Here's all the pictures you need for this site. And these pictures have no people in them, yeah. which is okay for an e-commerce site, 
you only want right. a product picture. But if you're an AC repair guy or plumber or electrician or a lawyer or any of these things, you need people in your pictures. The, the best example you can give is like a beautiful pool scene with a beach in the background, right? So you see that scene, you're like, oh, that's really pretty. But then you see two people over there having a drink and this is just how we are. Human nature is like, I, I could be there. Yeah, I want to have. I want to be there having a drink like them. Mm -hmm. If they were playing volleyball, that would appeal to some. Like literally, you should probably have people playing volleyball, active people lounging and reading, and people having drinks. Mm -hmm. And now you covered kind of all the act, and everyone would identify with one or all three. Interesting debate when that I had about cool, a previous actually. client. That's right? a pro tip, by the way. So think of think of silver. We have a client, she has a wedding venue, phenomenal wedding venue, amazing, yeah. uh, like a just amazing wedding and reception yeah. venue. And as building the site, we have all of these pictures of the venues, and then we have pictures from weddings that have been held there. Yep. So we got empty venue pictures, and we got pictures with real people. Now, the debate was the type of people, right? Everyone didn't come dressed for the occasion. The same way, right. The yeah. same way, but when we talked about that authenticity earlier, yeah, that's when that kicks in because she looks like everybody's aunt and yeah. he looks like everyone's cousin. And so as they begin looking at these photos of people kissing and being in love and getting married with their families, they can identify not only themselves, but their, but their family, their entire family in that scene <laughs> exactly, at, that location. at that location. And so using people, not just your products is extremely important. Number four. Four. He says, keep these videos short. <laughs> he says, unfortunately, viewers I, I have... I like this current podcast because yeah, we're going to out a whole lot of information. <laughs> he says, unfortunately, viewers have a short attention span, yeah. so you have to keep it short, especially during the beginning. Now, ironically about our podcast, he also says, as you build your video library and measure your viewership, you'll see where there's a demand for longer, <laughs> in-depth video. Right. And we're at that demand right now. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's right. Do keep your videos short. Like people have really, really short attention spans. The only reason people watch whole music videos is because there's a music video, it's a song, and I like the last verse. And so yeah, I really yeah, exactly. Get to my favorite how part of the song. The, how does he tie the video into that last verse? Exactly. But but I'm not gonna watch a four minute video about your company history. Yeah. Not gonna do that. I'm not gonna watch a two minute video about your product. Yeah. Now, I will watch a 90-second video about a person using your product, and then I'll even click a link and watch an extended version if I want to. Right. But don't force me to do that. And yep. so keep your videos short. Um, but what I'm suggesting you do is make the long and short versions. In the first tip, we talked about how these videos will be repurposed. So you should do a 15-second version, right? right? That'll go straight to Instagram. You should do a 30-second version that you will use for a YouTube ad. Right. Right. Then you should do the, the 90 second or the 90, yeah, 90 second or the two-minute version that you will use for social media purposes. And then an extended version that you can host on your website. But it's all the same video. And when we go back to the first point of dedicating resources, yeah. right, those are all those different types of video you can get in one shot. Yeah. Same video. Yeah. Keep your videos short. Number five. Five. He says, never fade to black. If oh, your yeah. viewer has watched to the end of the video, don't just leave her Sell. with a blank screen. Sell. Exactly. <laughs> Provide a call to action, pointing, yeah. pointing to case studies or research or white papers or something. Something. I would rather point to what's going to get the conversion, like right. a link to, I don't know where you can buy this at. Share it on Facebook. <laughs> something. Something. But give them 
something. Don't fade to black and just go to the next related video. You might video. even want to cut the video and then come back as the director exactly. and say, hey, if you really enjoyed this video, I need you to do I this, I need you to this, click this, this. 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 Yeah. Exactly. So don't don't fade to black unless you're fading to black within purposes of coming back with something yeah. else. Yeah. But don't just let people leave and go to the next video. Then the reason, <laughs> the main reason you want to don't express it on YouTube is because YouTube will likely, the next video will probably be a competitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. a related product or something that's literally going to take a them away from you. Yeah. So so don't fade to black, fade to call to action. And when you embed, make sure that you turn off turn the, off the, related the, videos. Related and, video play. Exactly. Yeah. And turn on playlists so the only other videos that load are yours. Pro tip. Um, number six. Six. He says, uh, be smart about where people can actually view your content. He says, it's tempting to pop your videos on YouTube or your own website. The best strategy is to do both. And Facebook, too, now that they have enhanced video capabilities. Maybe. Mm. I think it depends. It, it depends on, on the type of business you're in and, and how necessary is it that this video be accessible everywhere. If you're in that type of industry where it's just information, like our podcast, for example, yeah, it could go everywhere yep. because it's just information. But however, maybe you're an artist or maybe the amount of views this video has is extremely important for some reason or another, then I'll suggest keeping them in one spot and making sure you have that one video everywhere. So instead of uploading that video to Facebook, you put it on YouTube and you just put the YouTube link on Facebook because right. they can still play it. Yep. Right? You put that, that same video you've uploaded to YouTube, you embed it on your site instead of uploading that video to your site, right? You do those type of things. So that way, that same YouTube video, the views get counted from wherever it's watched at. Um, that's kind of my suggestion, but again, that's based on if if viewer count is, um, is, is pretty strong. Now, I will say this as well. From an SEO perspective, I think there's more value in having that one YouTube video than having that same video on Facebook and Vimeo and YouTube and your website. Is having it in one place that way it has more views, it gets more traffic, gets more action, or it has what you more can value. Do is have your short snippet all over the place, exactly. with the full video in on one YouTube. place. Because you can't, because having it on Vimeo does take advantage of yeah, the network. There's people who search there only. Mm -hmm. um, I've never met them and <laughs> kind of don't believe they exist, but apparently they do. Well, they do. do. Heidi, yeah. Heidi's one. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. a straight up Vimeo. No, not, I'm sorry, Megan is one. Megan, yeah. Yeah, Megan is one. She, she's a Vimeo person. Yeah, make, it makes sense. So yeah, do do the teaser, and I agree with Chuck, especially with kind of G plus still carrying some weight. Uh, who knows how that's going to unfold? But um, at, 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 by driving everybody back to the same YouTube video, it's going to give credibility to that YouTube video in Google's eyes. So. Definitely. And last one, uh, number seven. Seven. He says, uh, prioritize your measurements and analytics. Test and measure, ladies and gentlemen. At the end of the day, yeah, it's interesting because it assumes that you're testing and measuring, which I like. Yeah. You should be testing. You should be and testing and measuring. He says, uh, collect data on how your videos are watched, how viewers engage with them, check the duration of the views, repeat views, drop-offs, and that sort of data uh, helps you know whether your videos are working or not. And he's absolutely right. When in all things, whether it's a video ad, whether it's a blog post, whether it's an infographic, a paid ad, a landing page, whatever it is, a radio ad, a TV commercial, test and measure. The only way you're going to know if it's truly effective or not is if you measure it and test it against 
something else. Right. And so, um, and and I said, like all things, uh, the length of it, or buy the background music, or maybe you want to test your CTA compared to another CTA. You maybe want to test the 90 second version versus the two and a half minute version. Right. See which one converts more. Um, so there are all different types of things you can test. At the end of the day, you're comparing with results. Which one led to a phone call, led to a purchase, led to a subscription, led to a new subscriber, or whatever it is. Yep. Test and measure, and then rinse and repeat. That's it, man. So, punch, punch in the punch face in the to face. Uh, Michael Litt, man. Dude, great article on seven tips for launching a video marketing strategy. I will share this on our Facebook page, and we'll tweet it out. Excellent. We got any any what? I do any? have some. Well, it's kind of a blank stare. Okay. Um, just for, for our home folks, so... Yeah, this one is. This one goes out to everyone in the city of Houston right now. Uh, we feel your pain. Uh, stay safe. Yeah. Stay dry. Like if you turn around, don't drown. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If oh. you see water up there, like like don't don't, don't try, try it. it. <laughs> don't try don't it. Try Watch it. the news. There's so many cars underwater and stranded and out of there because they tried it. And so yeah, if you're not in a tank, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or a school bus. Or a tow or truck, your submarine, exactly. <laughs> if you don't have a kayak, you yeah. know, then then don't try it, man. Stay parked, then stay dry, stay safe. Cool. All right. So if you're looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, call eWebStyle for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. If you have somebody who needs internet marketing, send them to, to us. Uh, we'll... We'll get them to sign up on board. They pay their bill. We'll pay you. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, I'm I'm a co-host of the Creative Biz Ideas Blog Talk Radio Show. It broadcasts live at 7:30 Central Standard Time every Monday morning, mm-hmm. except for last Monday because it was Memorial Day here in in Texas. Uh, the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, that's 7:30 Central Standard Time. Uh, you should see. Uh, I, I kind of tweet about it. So if you're following Follow us on us. our Twitter account, then you will you will see those. Um, remember, we were filmed live at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106 in Houston, Texas 77092. Hey, before you close, let me yeah. do this real talk. Man, punch in the face to the Houston Rockets, dude. Great season. Yep. I'm with you guys. You know, I was we had a lot of people hating on us because of the loss we took in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Right. Just remind yourself that last year we was the first round exit. This yep. year we made it to the third round. Yeah. And we were half injured. Yeah. Great season, fellas. Looking forward to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's it. Until the next podcast. Hey, we are the most popular internet marketing podcast. That on is iTunes, on the whole planet. All of on. you all, thank you. Hey, share our podcast with people you know. Retweet. Get on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Share us on Facebook. All that stuff. Get, yeah. get the word out. Ask questions. We haven't gotten many questions. Yes, for a long time. Yeah, if you, you got questions, questions, you want us to address something, look at something, do tweet it to us, Facebook it to us. We'll check it out. Cool. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Perez. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. Brow, highbrow, tamely, gamely, headed my way, cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl, and shining, needing some play.
I think she's gonna set me free. In 